You're very welcome to This Adult Life, the podcast with myself, Mark Fennell. Now today, I call this episode, The Message in Your Mess. If you've ever been through a messy situation, a heartbreak, a heartache, or just loss, how to find the message in that mess. That's what we're talking about today. I'll be sharing with you a real life story of that thing. And of course, uh, what my own experience was in that particular situation. And I'll also be, as always, sharing with you some tips on how to deal with that mess and find that message. It's all right here in today's podcast on This Adult Life, the podcast. Well, hello there, and you're very welcome to the show. By the way, thank you so much to everyone who uh, screenshot the episode and tagged me um, over the last couple of weeks. I'm always indebted to you, and I thank you so much. And for the people who gave me the reviews, you know who you are. Thank you so much for the five-star reviews. It means a lot. And hopefully, if you're my first time listening to this show, if you think we've earned it, uh, come the end of the show, please subscribe, and a five-star review would be awesome sauce indeed. But today's message is one I hope will encourage you wherever you're at. And I call it the message in your mess. You see, we all go through stuff. That's one thing for sure. You get 10 people in the room, you're going to have 10 different stories. And, you know, each of those people in the room will have a story of pain and and loss or heartache of some degree, some challenge they went through. And we all have our own. And as I'm saying it to you now, you're probably thinking, yeah, Mark, yeah, it was me this time or this time last time year or this time 10 years ago. We all have a story, but I want to share with you a story about Thomas Edison. Now, we all know Thomas Edison created the light bulb and that's what we know him as. They even named that him. The Edison screw, part of the light bulb, is named after Thomas Edison. But here's what's amazing about his mindset, or should I say his, his attitude even. Because December 9th in 1914, his, Thomas Edison's laboratory, uh, his life's work literally went up uh, in flames, explosions, and all of his work was literally decimated, destroyed. Now, he was 67 years old, and back in 1914, 67 was a ripe old age, and it certainly wasn't an age to, should I say, see your life's work go up and do something about it the next day. If your life's work went up in flames at 67 in 1914, most people would just curl up and just forget about it. But he was different because what happened was his 24-year-old son got to the scene of the fire when it was happening and Thomas Edison was standing there watching the flames and watching the explosions and he said to his son, he said, go fetch your mother. She's never going to see a fire as big as this again. And his son kind of looked at him and double took him and was like, what? That's all you have to say? But dad, look at your work, everything, the laboratory... And he said, no, no, go get your mum. She's going to enjoy this uh, fire, uh, so to speak. And that's what the son did. And the mum came, they watched the, everything go up in smoke. But his attitude was quite unusual because some people would be devastated, heartbroken. They would just lose all hope, I suppose. But what happened was he was asked by the New York Times, what will he do now when the fire was extinguished? And he simply said this, quote unquote, he said, I'll start all over again tomorrow. And that was it. And he said it with a smile. And they said, you know, you're, you're going to start all over again. He says, I'll just start again tomorrow. It's that simple. There's no more to it. And I suppose what he was able to do was, in one sense, compartmentalize the fire. But he realized that all of the stuff that's gone up in flames, you know, it happened. And I kind of was intrigued by this. I was like, wow, how did Thomas Edison get to that place of, you know, there's the thing and be so positive. <laughs> like, I mean, what, what did he have for breakfast? But what I realized about Thomas Edison, when you look into his, his life's work, And there's more to the story, which I'll get to in a minute. But when you look into his life's work, he basically lived a life dealing with failure and things not working out. When he invented the light bulb, he said, you know, each time he tried, he failed. He tried, he failed, he tried, he failed. And he said, I've just found one more way it doesn't work. And I'm one more step closer to how 
it will work. And I thought that was impressive. You know, when, when they say he, he discovered how to create light from a light bulb, he said it was probably his a thousand effort at that stage, his, his a thousand try. And they said that, you know, it's amazing. He said, well, you know what? Every time I failed, I found 999 ways not to do it. 999 ways it doesn't work. He says, but I knew eventually I'd find one that does. And the amazing thing about it was going through that failure or going through those challenges, every time it would knock you. I mean, you're working on a project for weeks, months, and then, you know, at the end of it, when it's D-Day, it doesn't work. It just fails. And so many laboratories around the planet know that story of inventions and so forth. And I remember I had one friend who came up with this great concept and great invention. And he went through it and through it and he got drawings and, you know, he went to patent it. And everything was, it was all systems go. And he was going to sell loads and he was excited. And what true, well, basically a spanner in the works was the thing he was designing well, it changed the 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 apparatus that he was creating it for. The apparatus was updated, and that meant his whole project was literally dismissed. He never thought they would change this particular apparatus, and they did, and that meant all his time, energy, effort, and money was wasted. And he could have given up, but thankfully this guy didn't. But you know, just like Thomas Edison, you know, Thomas Edison went through so much failure, and when the laboratory went up, and when you know the all his work's gone, he didn't lose hope. And the reason he didn't lose hope is because he knew I can start again tomorrow. Now, I don't know about you, but that takes a lot of effort at 67 years of age. You know, when everything is gone, you know, it takes a lot of effort. But I know the story of Colonel Sanders, you know, the KFC, the man who created KFC. Well, his story was the same. He, he took his, he was on a social welfare check when he was trying to sell his recipe and make a business of it. And he was in his 60s as well. And he only started KFC in his 60s. He never before had a business. So, you know, when you see this, it's encouraging because it tells you that no matter how much I fail, I've just found one more way that doesn't work. And so we can apply that sometimes to maybe relationships, friendships, or maybe we can apply it to jobs or a business or, you know, we can all apply to things or even things that we're trying, goals and achievements, and we're maybe just not hitting the mark yet. You know, the whole couch to 5K thing, maybe you're only on 1K. Well, listen, you're on 1K. It's probably more than you are on six months ago. The point is... You know, I suppose failure is not falling down. Failure is when you refuse to get back up, that old quote. Failure is when you quit. The key is never quit. But there's one more step to that. And that's where I say, what's the message in your mess? Because let me tell you about Thomas Edison's message. When he was watching the firemen put the fire out in 1914, back on that night, when most would have lost all hope, he watched that fireman trying to get around in the dark. The only light they had mainly was coming from the fire itself. But as it got darker and the fires was being put out, they found it harder to see. So what did he do? He said, hmm, he came up with the idea of a battery-powered torch. And he went and into production the next day. He went into, not production, but setting this up and getting this thing to work. His fortune rose. And by 1915, right, just the following year, he was valued, right? <laughs> well, should I say it like this? His fortune rose by $10 million. He was $10 million up because he invented the torch because he, everything in his laboratory burnt down. Isn't that incredible? I mean, that to me is impressive. That to me is like mind-blown stuff. Yes, he created the light bulb, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about how, because he, you see, and if we think about the night in question, there he is watching this fire. He didn't let emotion come over him. I'm sure he felt disappointed, but he didn't let it derail him. And so therefore he saw the opportunity. He saw the message in the pain. He saw there was, shall I say, 
an opportunity. He saw in that fire that the firemen had no battery-powered torches. I'm going to do that. If he was swallowed up with emotion and pain and failure and he quit and he fell to his knees with his head in his hands as sometimes life situations will make us, he would not or possibly may not have even noticed the firemen and the torch that they would need, that he would invent. And that's the message in the mess. Now, I'm not saying you're Thomas Edison and I'm not saying, you know, we look at these situations and be all kind of like positive and go, it's a terrible situation, but it's fine. You know, I'm not saying be fake like that. You know, be real. But I am saying like this, if you look back at a situation that was difficult for you, look back and maybe every time you think about that situation, I know in the last uh, episode I talked about perspective, but really I'm kind of, I suppose, this is in a way it's kind of a part two to that. But if you have a situation that you look back on and for you it kind of makes you feel a certain negative emotion or bad memories or you don't like to think about it or it makes you angry or sad or whatever it might be, look back at that and say, but what did you learn? Find one good thing about it. One thing that you could say came from it. Maybe you might even just say, well, I'm a stronger person because of it. Or maybe I'm a wiser person because of it. Or maybe I know if you were in a relationship that failed, I now know what to watch for. I now know what I don't want in a relationship. Look back at that situation and in some ways reframe it. Because there's always a message in the mess. There's always something that we can take from that. You know, take the meat, leave the bones. You know, his his laboratory was burnt down, but he saw something else that could be created that would be of help to people. And of course, it was very helpful to him, $10 million. <laughs> so so what is the message in your mess? Because there's always one there. No matter how dark it seemed, look at back at it. I even, even when it comes to losing a loved one, what is the message in it? The message is that you had someone you, you loved so much. The message was you've got great memories. The message, what did they teach you? You see, you can always look back with that approach and it always works and will serve you well and you'll get something good from it. So it's a good thing to do. And it does help, like I said in the last episode, it helps us gain new perspective. It helps us reframe that situation. But there's a little tool I want to share with you. And it's if you've been through a situation before, but you're in a place now where you want to move forward. You're saying, look, I, I want to get from here to there. I, I, I need to do this thing. Um, it could be a goal, a business, a dream, whatever it might be, something, a struggle or something that you just want to self-improvement on. Well, what I'd say to you is this. It's a helpful tool I kind of sometimes do with workshops and stuff. Sometimes we don't know what the next step is or what we need to do to get the motivation or the mindset to move forward. But what I say is this. Write down three circles. Just three circles. Now, you're going to be writing stuff in them. So three big circles. In the first uh, circle, we'll call it S1. I want you to write in that circle a success. Something that you went after and succeeded in. Doesn't matter how, if it's last year or 20 years ago, just write down the first success. In the S2, circle two, I want you now to write down what made motivated you. What made you get there? What made you make up your mind to go after that thing? What was your joy? What was your why? What was your sense of purpose? What was the motivator behind you? And I want you to write down, was there other people that encouraged you? Was there situations that pushed you there? Was there a support network? What got you to that success in circle one? Now in circle three, I want you to write down the three challenges. In, uh, so three of the biggest challenges you faced in the circle number three. The three challenges, things that held you back, that slowed you down or stopped you getting started in the first place. What were they? The hurdles, the traps, the things that derailed you. Write them down. So now you've got three circles. 
doesn't take long to do. It's just a kind of a visual way of getting it out on paper. You might write more successes in circle number one. So you've got your your successes in S1. You've got what motivates you or makes you get stuff done in S2, which is probably the most important circle. And in S3, you've got the potential hurdles. Now you've got the framework from how you've succeeded in the past. Now what I want you to do is with that in mind, apply it to what you're going after today. Do those three circles and see is there, you know, the same maybe motivation or S2, the same why, the same purpose, the same drive, the same circle you can draw on, who you went to that helped you get through it or whatever your situation was. You're basically going to use off the old framework to reevaluate a new framework of what that thing is you're going after. And it's a helpful little tool to visualize because what we don't always do is we focus on the negatives and we never get started and we look at, I want to go after this thing, but it seems like so much to do, we get overwhelmed. Well, look at the past successes. What it does is it encourages you, number one. And number two, it'll get you motivated because you said, you know, I've actually done stuff before. I can do it again. But number three, it gives you, shall I say, potential pitfalls, but it gives you your motivation, your why behind what you do and what you want to go after. Discover what is that why that's pushing you towards this particular goal now. And write that down. And what that will help is that will put a resounding, shall I say, push inside of you. And then you always look back at S1 and go, look, I've done things before. I can do this again. And you're now aware of the potential hurdles. So they may not catch you again because you're wiser now than you were the first, that first success you went through. So I hope that tool helps. It's a short episode today, but I always want to remember, you know, look back and always remind yourself, what was the message in the mess What did I learn from that? What can I take from that? What was it that blessed me out of that situation, even though it was a horrendous situation? Was there any good in it whatsoever? Even not the situation itself, but what it it resulted in you having or being or becoming. Were you stronger because of the situation? I'm not saying we, you know, look back and put on the rose-tinted colored glasses and say, oh, the situation was fine. I'm just saying, reframe it. See how it affected you today in a positive sense, even though you might be affected quite negatively, but see how you can... Draw on the positive, draw on the lesson, or shall I say, draw on the message from the mess. I'm so glad you joined me today. And by the way, if you want to check out some of my upcoming courses, uh, workshops, and all done online through Zoom, um, live ones and pre-records and all sorts of content like that, two things. Head over to my website, markfennell.ie, that's M-A-R-K-F-E-N-N-E-L-L dot I-E. Or you can also uh, head over to my Instagram and connect with me there. And as I mentioned on Instagram, it's markfennell.ie, but, or you can just search Mark Fennell. But as I mentioned, you know, screenshot this episode and tag me in it because I love to hear and see when people are listening to the episode. And as I said at the very start, if you think I deserve a five-star review and a subscribe, I would be so grateful from me to you. I would say a massive thank you in advance. On that note, you've been great. I've been Mark Fennell and you've been listening to This Adult Life, the podcast. <laughs>